2: Jonah Blanes and Joseph Osai had some off-season surgery and Troy Walters gave us a little bit of a scare over the weekend, but we'll be back in Cincinnati.
1: You are locked on Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisco. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So hit the subscribe button on YouTube, hit the follow button anywhere you get your podcasts, and we'll be delivered to your devices when we upload our content every day, or you'll get a notification on YouTube. If you hit the bell, you can join the First Listen Club because we make sure our content is available for you to make us your first listen every day. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. And if you've ever be- dreamt of becoming an NFL GM, this game is for you. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the App Store and get a 100% free boost to your franchise using promo code ON in all caps in the game. James, let's start with some injury notes I suppose some surgery notes we've been waiting for some updates on these guys for quite a while and we got them late last week Ian Rapaport reporting that Joseph Osai had an off-season shoulder surgery and Jonah Williams had a surgery done to stabilize his kneecap is is how I read it Dr. Neil Elitrash the same guy who did Joe Burrow's Uh, knee reconstruction, did the surgery for Jonah Williams to keep the kneecap in place, Mm -hmm. as Jonah's had a couple of issues with both kneecaps, uh, and both guys, I think, should be okay. It's a labrum surgery for Osai That can sometimes take a little bit of time to heal, but Jonah Williams certainly should be okay uh, for most of the offseason program.
0: Yeah, it's it's good news for a variety of reasons. one, let's let's start with Osai. obviously hurt the knee on that final play of the AFC championship game. There's some concern about that doesn't feel like that's a major issue. And we've seen guys like Logan Wilson and T Higgins recover from the offseason labrum surgery and obviously both guys played well in 2022 after doing that last year. but you're right, we might not see much of him. He might just be doing cardio on the side and staying in shape and and not necessarily. Uh, you know catching passes and and dealing with blocking and all that you know that's fine. all right. we'll see you in camp jo- Joseph. That said, the Jonah aspect, I, I think this is huge. and despite what popular opinion or or at least a part of the internet and bengal's uh, fans and, and the fan base think about jonah Williams 2022 season I think he is without a doubt 100 percent going to be the the left tackle next year barring something really unforeseen like a guy falling to them it, it late in the first round and he just comes in and blows the door off or really well that's it and so health is a big factor for jonah he's he's dealt with injury issues for most of his career and his his best season i think it's fair to say was 2021 and everyone was expecting him to take a step in 2022. That didn't happen. He played through that dislocated kneecap. How much of that mattered, I don't know, but his contract is guaranteed. And so the fact that they're able to fix this now, he's expected to be ready for June and in the offseason program, that's great because it's a big year. The Bengals are going to be banking on him to to man that left tackle spot and play at a high level. And he, he can earn himself a big payday in Cincinnati or elsewhere if he plays well. So it's, uh, it's good to see that he had this done now and that it's going to hopefully prevent any further shifting in the future when it comes to that kneecap.
2: And he's relatively young. Important he is young. To remember. It, it's wild.
0: It's wild how young he is still.
2: He, he just turned 25. So, you know, came into the league, 22-year-old rookie, misses rookie year, has obviously played since then. Just turned 25 uh, about three months ago. So, he's still a young guy, is is Jonah Williams.
0: And to give you just some context for our listeners, Cordell Volson turns 25 in July. Yeah. (laughs) And Jonah's going into his fifth season, Cordell his second.
2: Right. So, a lot of discussion around Jackson Carmen, as you just alluded to. And maybe he gets a shot in training camp if he blows the coaching staff's socks off. And I just go back to what we what we've said about the offensive line. The the people that want Jackson Carmen to to take over, I think are are somewhat for for one, you're over extrapolating a couple of games. He he had a, he had a decent game. He had a game where he wasn't a disaster, and suddenly he should be the left tackle because Jonah Williams had a few really rough games this year, and he did. Mm-hmm. Miles Garrett gives Jonah Williams issues. Gives, but Jake
0: most- he led left. the NFL in sacks. Did you see that from PFF? Jonah Williams led the NFL in sacks. That's what people are going to be- respond to on YouTube right now. I that's, promise. I can feel the YouTube comments. That's
2: right what now. they're saying. Yeah, I mean, and the Bengals' offense totally changed with Jackson Carmen at left tackle. Hope is not a plan. We've been saying this for years on the offensive line. That
0: is your slogan.
2: If, if. Jackson Carmen comes along and proves that I am the. He is the best left tackle on the team. If he if he goes out there and makes that statement, when the last two training camps and Joe Goodberry made this point, he's had every opportunity to to win and hold on to a left guard job and couldn't do it. Cordell Volson, a fourth round rookie from North Dakota State, came in and beat him out last year when it looked like Jackson Carmen was just going to have the job. Yep. Two years ago, he couldn't hold on to the job when he really didn't have
0: competition. Until Quentin Span came along, so, are you kidding me? Xavier Suofilo is a competition. Have wait. you seen what he's done since the Bengals let him go?
2: That feels mean.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> that might have been that might have been a bit harsh, but let, you know.
2: let's see. Let's see what Jackson Carmen does. <laughs> maybe he can. Maybe he can. Like I said, maybe he can blow the coaching staff away. Yeah, but. This this expectation that Jackson Carmen is suddenly a better left tackle than twenty five year old Jonah Williams, who had some injury issues this year, and yes, he he struggles against Miles Garrett, but most tackles do. Mm-hmm. I just think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves there. The other you said, the,
0: you said real quick, you said the magical word expectations. That's why everyone thinks that Jackson Carmen had like such a great showing expectations for jonah williams were sky high going into 2022 on this podcast and throughout the fan base former first rounder played pretty well in 2021 has other pieces around him man he's going to take a step forward and maybe be the franchise left tackle he's only 24 years old like you you feel all of those things and so i get it he underperformed what the expectations were for him meanwhile when jonah got hurt against baltimore it was like Oh my God, Jackson Carmen's coming out for the second half that left tackle spot is going to be a turnstile and it wasn't as bad as some thought and so he exceeded expectations but expectations for Jackson were so low that it, it's really hard for me to compare either and, and that's that's what I think the difference is here and that's where the disconnect is
2: and as has been pointed out as well. The Kansas City game in particular, Frank Clark is going against Hakim Adeniji the whole game, and Chris Jones is well. I mean, they picked their they picked their side, they picked the the link they wanted to attack, and it wasn't Jackson Carmen in that game, which maybe says something about Jackson Carmen and where he should be on the depth chart relative to guys like Max Sharping, who uh, is a free agent, and guys like uh, Hakim Adeniji. But again, let him compete, let him show it in training camp and and battle it out for yeah. where he is on the depth chart.
0: By the way, that would be great if Jackson Carmen suddenly became a really good high end left tackle and beat out Jonah Williams and would enter year 3 of his rookie deal as as a player that that could show that he could start. I just I think that's an unrealistic expectation of for for those wondering. And I know this Jake the staff certainly still views Jonah as the starter.
2: There you go. You mentioned that Osai did not have any work done on his knee, correct? We, not, we... that I, not that
0: I'm not that i aware of, no.
2: Yeah, so had the knee scare. No issues with the knee, apparently, for Osai. Osai continues to be part of the plans, I think, for the pass rush next year, and, and it has room to improve, certainly, but he came on in a big way down the stretch. So hopefully these guys are okay. Like you said, um, they, they've gotten guys through labrum stuff. Osai... Hopefully, you know, this is his last injury for a while. He's had issues with connective tissue, um, Mm -hmm. meniscus, labrum in his career so far, and you would like to see him play a full season. Troy Walters, interviewed one day, not the offensive coordinator of the Arizona Cardinals, unfortunately for him. The next day we'll be back in Cincinnati where Zach Taylor is uh, very happy, made some very strong, positive remarks about the city of Cincinnati. We'll talk about that coming up next.
0: Today's show is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Maybe you cringed as we were talking about Jonah Williams being the left tackle next year. Maybe you would want to make a decision to move on and get a different left tackle or maybe insert Jackson Carmen. Well, with Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny for your franchise from hiring the right coaches and coordinators to trading players to signing players navigating your franchise through free agency the draft the ups and downs of a season it is up to you i've used ultimate football gm played it i love it best part about it it made flights travel during the season go easy because you don't need to have service you don't need to have that internet access when you're playing ultimate football gm so make sure you check it out and right now locked on Bengals listeners get a 100 free boost of their franchise when using the promo code locked on in all capitals in the game store that's locked on in all caps so make sure you check it out today to download the game just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app store again ultimate-gm.com ultimate football gm start your dynasty today
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: A couple of quick coaching staff notes here, James. After we spent, again, another episode talking about the continuity the Bengals are going to enjoy on their coaching staff. Troy Walters pops up with an interview for a vacant offensive coordinator job in Arizona. Good for him. Two interviews for Troy Walters with the Jonathan Gannon and Domeco Ryan staffs in, in Arizona and Houston, respectively. Didn't get either job, unfortunately, for him, but we'll be back with the Bengals. This coaching staff, as you said before we started recording, with all these interviews the guys are getting... Yep. Three on the offensive side of the ball. Lou rumo, obviously on the defensive side of the ball for a head coaching job. They're going to have some changes, but for now, you can really relish this rare and massive opportunity. I would say to to have the continuity they have. I mean, I've talked about it a few times on the show. If you haven't heard me say it, having offensive coordinators in place for five years, there's maybe one or two other teams in the NFL. They can say that, but having both, I think there's zero teams in the NFL that could say that, especially with Eric Biennemi out in Kansas City and on to Washington. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been the only other team that had similar continuity to the Bengals in terms of their top three offense, defense, head coach jobs. And you throw Darren Simmons in there as well, and it, it becomes really impressive. So the continuity is still on after we had a little scare over the weekend.
0: It's huge. I, I really like Troy Walters. One, and I tweeted this out, check it, tweeted it out on Sunday, best route runner in the NFL among the coaching staffs. And I had Vikings fans say, oh, Keenan McCardell or this guy or this. No, no, I don't care. I don't care what they did in the NFL. I watch Troy all the time. He's uh, – Look. On, I, honestly, I, I thought about tweeting, man, could could he have grabbed a helmet during the AFC title game?
2: you got to be and careful though, James, because Chad Johnson's lobbying – to, to get a coaching job with the Bengals. And then Troy's yeah, going to have some competition.
0: Chad always does that. Um, I, I'm just he, saying, there's competition. You know, you know what Chad doesn't want to do? The grind that comes with coaching. <laughs> That's
2: right. He, he wants to go honestly, work in training camp and get out of there.
0: People don't realize you're there all the time. And, you know, it's, it's lighter now, I think, than it's ever been, but it's still a lot. And uh so, Chad – Chattle run routes and all that stuff here and there. But, uh, no, I, I, I really like Troy. And and the thing that I think goes unnoticed somewhat, because we've talked about these receivers a ton, right? Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Go back and watch T. Higgins' rookie year. Now watch him now. I mean, he just looks – and he would have become that – it's not just Troy, but Troy deserves credit for helping him develop mm-hmm. and becoming this high point ball machine that we thought we they were getting when he he drafted him and obviously he's much stronger and bigger and all of those things but Troy helps with that when Jamar Chase was struggling with the high expectations the Penny Sewell mountain on his shoulders in that preseason as a rookie well then he just went out and had the best rookie season ever I mean it's unbelievable and Troy deserves credit for that and so it's it's really cool to have him around again and to think that uh you know, he's around for T. Higgins' entire rookie contract. You know, hopefully longer. We'll see. But entire rookie contract. I think that's big for development. And the other reason it's big, Jake, is because the Bengals are probably taking a receiver. They're probably going to get younger in that room at, at some point in this draft. And so having a guy that you know has been there, done that, and developed these guys, I think that's big as well. You're saying probably? Take a receiver at some point in the draft? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I would put it at 95%. 95%. That they take a receiver with one of their seven picks? Yeah, it wow. might not be it might not be second round, but yeah. You
2: think they're gonna use seven picks? Not trading up again this year? Wow. I think they might have nine picks. Where's it. your hot take chain, James?
0: They might have nine picks, but by... you don't think they're <laughs> gonna take a receiver? I mean I'm
2: not saying I don't think they're gonna take a receiver. I'm saying
0: 95%. Do you go? Do you if you're the Bengals, do you go two years without taking a receiver? I'd, I don't – I've never really seen it. We'll them. have I to like see how often
2: they've done that in their history. But we're going to have a draft show at some point here in the near future.
0: And and, that... and we can we can intertwine the draft throughout. But, yeah, I, do, I think they take a receiver. Now, who oh, knows? Yeah. Maybe free agency goes differently and they have all these guys, these veterans signing veteran minimum type deals to come to Cincinnati to catch passes from Joe Burrow. But if that doesn't happen, yeah, I think they draft one pretty uh, – at would, some point. I don't really want to say pretty early. but at some I, point. I
2: wouldn't count on that. Uh, for obvious reasons, you know, three well, entrenched starters being the dominant reason there, of course. Um, I had another point I was going to make. Oh, a couple of draft topics that I want to talk about in the future, James. Not today, but I'm just saying this so everyone hears it. So we hopefully remember to do it. A lot of talk around Bijan Robinson. Robinson. Tra- drafting a running back in the first round. Want to look at other teams that think they've been close and have drafted a running back in the first round. See how that's gone for them. Mm. and uh, want to look at – I'm genuinely you're, you're curious hate, about this
0: now. You're going to hate my take on Robinson, and it isn't a it isn't a running backs matter take either, just for those that are going to think that. <laughs> but it's uh, you're going to hate it. It's going to be right. fun. That'll be fun when we do that. We'll do that this week. Um, B. John Robinson's been big, yeah.
2: I'm genuinely curious now how many times the Bengals have gone two years in a row in recent history without drafting a wide receiver because they do often draft – wide receivers.
0: Yeah. I, I could maybe we'll, we'll attack that at some point. I just think they're going to, especially with Boyd, final year. Higgins, technically, as of now, final year, and mm-hmm. could be. I mean, they may extend him, but it might not be before the draft. Yeah. Um, it just makes sense because those are the two guys you have entrenched. And the, after that, it's just Chetner when you're promoted from the practice squad. I mean, it's just a bunch of guys like that. So, yeah, I think they need a, a little young blood in there. So we'll see. But regardless, it's nice to have Troy Walters around.
2: Speaking of the grind for coaches, by the way, uh, talking about trying to get Brian Callahan back on this show. This is news to you too, James. Hopefully, after the combine, things will settle down enough. We'll, we'll grab Brian Callahan and have a chat with him. And uh, Brian Callahan's boss, Zach Taylor, is quoted boss, saying, dang. "Well, right, he is." I mean,
0: I mean, sure. The thing is, though, is if you said, hey, Zach, you're Brian's boss, he would be like, come on.
2: Well, I mean, I head know. coach is the boss of the coaches. I, yeah. yeah I I'm just trying to transition the show, James, to the Zach Taylor quote that is they're going to have to carry me out of here in a casket. I love it in Cincinnati. It's a good fit for my family, myself, with the, uh, with the coaches, the owners, Duke Tobin. I can't imagine myself anywhere else. Or They'll have to kick me out of here.
0: What a um, what a difference two years makes. Yeah, we've said it a few
2: times. So it's true. Un,
0: it's unbelievable. I I'm shocked at how how it's happened. And you could point to all of these different things, all these different factors. But I was dead ass wrong about Zach Taylor, as were a lot of people. Not afraid to admit it. And uh, yeah, it it's been cool to see him really. I'd say midway through the season, but even, even then, even early on in the year, you started to see some of his personality come out. And then at the end of the, of the year, he says the man, I'm, I'm sorry to the NFL. Yeah. I had all these plans. Like you're starting to see a little bit more of that. And this the is, edge. is that you're going to have to carry me out on a casket. I love it. I, or in a casket. I, uh, I love it. In, in the other funny part is two years ago, people would have been like, Hey, we're carry you out any way we can, and now it's like, hey, we're gonna lift you up any way we can, and uh, yeah, he's had a hell of a run, and obviously he's the right guy for this this team and this franchise and city, clearly because he loves it here.
2: Love to see that kind of come up in Cincinnati, James. You have a surprise for me, I, I, I believe. I
0: have a surprise for you—a surprise topic that you might hate, which All is right. going to be fun, going to be fun for me, and uh, I think fun for our listeners. So we'll dive into that next here on Locked On Bengals.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: All right. Let's keep things rolling with the surprise, Jake. The surprise, the surprise. And it's nothing big. But not one, not two, not three, but four. You've been hosting the Locked On Bengals podcast for four years now. Our, our trusty Locked On team reminded us late last week. And so one, I wanted to mention it on the podcast and congratulate you. Two, what stands out the most? Four years is a long time. Think about that. So it, it coincides with, with Zach Taylor. It coincides with uh, you know talking about the, the 2019 draft uh, leading up to the borough. Uh, A Super Bowl run, uh, Burroughs injury, an AFC championship run where people expected them to to get to the AFC championship game this year. There's a lot that's gone on over the past four years. What stands out the most?
2: You know, our, our first episode, my first episode on Lockdown Bengals was the day the Bengals announced Zach Taylor officially. The link between this show for me and the Zach Taylor era very strong i think that's an interesting thing to look back on for me but it had to be the super bowl run and i mentioned this on twitter when i posted about it we have two numbers that i really want to grow one of them's happening on its own i'm not worried about it our listener numbers are through the roof i think i said we've done something like 10 million listens since i started in four years half of those are in the last year so uh our growth trajectory looks great. Love that. Not worried about that. Two things that we can control though, James. Well, one thing we can control is uh we can have more in-person events. Mm. And uh there hopefully will be some news about that coming over the next few months. And uh two Let's go let's go to another Super Bowl because that's the most memorable thing for me. Mm-hmm. Going down to LA last year, took a week off my day job to come and be in person on Radio Road, get the in person media availability, which is only one day last year with the with the COVID stuff outside. But that was, I mean, three yeah. years into covering sports, that that's a highlight. Not very many people get that opportunity, and and uh, that was. That was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I uh I agree, right? The Super Bowl run stood out. That was the second time we got to hang out in person. The first one was the the in-person events. And I think you're right. We kind of dropped the ball. Not really dropped the ball. There was a lot going on behind the scenes this year. Obviously for me, you know, just you know, having a kid on the way and stuff and, and not wanting to to announce anything publicly. Uh, so it was hard to to plan until we knew she was okay and all that stuff and mom was okay. But uh this year we're gonna have to have an in person meetup. We'll have to schedule it in advance, maybe before the season, have that thing planned out because that was that was as much fun. And then obviously the Super Bowl run was yeah, was wild.
2: But but meeting it, all the people at the blind pig. Well, blind pig, that's where you had it, right?
0: Yep, yep. Yeah. It'll be somewhere bigger next time.
2: It was it was really cool though to meet all the people in person. And then Katie or not Katie Elizabeth Blackburn's there, and they they gave us the ball to give I mean that was so cool.
0: It was it was great, and it sucks that it feels like it was forever ago, right? It was forever okay. ago. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to figure that part out. But yeah, four years that's crazy. I mean think about it. you you've yeah started high school, graduated high school with on Bengals right now, or college and graduated college. There you go, man. Think about um, it that way, right? High school that, last four years. That's what you've done with Lockdown Mingle.
2: Wild. Like I'm thinking about the people that are listening to us through their university years, just through their high school years that have been there from start to finish. That's. Yep. Mm.
0: I wonder if Nothing. they're sending you a diploma. We'll see.
2: <laughs> That'd be a good four year, four year <laughs> thing. Uh, but I, I plan to be down there for
0: training camp this year. Uh-oh. Maybe so, we'll do a, a training camp meetup.
2: There's there's some nice weather still in Cincinnati that time of year.
0: Oh, so. it's, it's nice and hot at camp. Bring your sunscreen. One, one of my favorite memories, yeah. Jake, is Super Bowl, where we're standing there at UCLA's beautiful campus. I have a, a picture somewhere. And I get a picture of Jake putting sunscreen on his nose. And you it's ridiculous... ridiculous. Oh, it's somewhere on my <laughs> phone. Yeah. I've never went public with it. but definitely. I didn't even know you picture. had it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you knew I took it. I just yeah, I didn't delete it. You think I deleted that? Delete
2: just it. just escaped out of my mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. Patiently waiting to ask all these Bengals questions has to get his sunscreen. <laughs> it was hot, man. And it was well, like, we were baking. It was like, we were baking in the sun. Yeah, it
2: was like peak sun. It was. It there was were like a lot of people. Noon in a, small,
0: in a small area, waiting to go into the 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 uh, the complex after practice to talk to players. So
2: waiting to clear security. Because we couldn't pre-clear security. They had to make hundreds of journalists and people like me, I'm not a journalist, wait to go through one metal detector and get their bags searched until the players were actually... Anyway. Yeah, it was wild. NFL logistics.
0: It, it, that was weird just because of the, the weird rules. Anyways, hopefully we have that issue again next season in yeah. Vegas. We'll see.
2: With better security, better logistics.
0: Is, is year five the year? You know, I, I guess, yeah, you've been four years, so this is your... This is year four, technically, right? No, no,
2: no. This is year five. This is year the beginning five. of my fifth year. I've done four yeah. years.
0: You've yeah. done four years, yeah. So there yeah. you go. So maybe year five's the year.
2: Yeah, Zach Taylor's fifth year is my fifth year. That's how that works. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Did Locked
0: On the... issue a fifth year option on you, or how did that work? Did you agree? with that? it's just extension? an
2: indefinite contract. Oh. I don't. I don't. Even, we don't even get to negotiate.
0: It's that Deshaun Watson money, then, huh? fully guaranteed
2: zero guaranteed dollars for either of us is <laughs> how this
0: works yeah uh, i'm aware i just yeah. now you made the listeners aware it's zero guaranteed well it's actually In z- entirely true and zero bonus wait well, i mean there's very small yeah. guarantees oh <laughs> uh,
2: all right let's get out of here we're still going five days a week the combine around the corner the draft around the there. corner, free agency around the corner. James will be in Indy. Book your reservations. What are the steakhouses? Elmos. That's a,
0: Saint that's Elmo's? a good one. Yeah. Or that's Elmo's. a good one. St. Elmos, but Elmos.
2: There you go. Get get your reservations in. You're probably too late already, but you know, you can still try. Catch some coaches and scouts there hanging out, talking to journalists like James. Anyway, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We appreciate you listening. And until next time, good day and have a good one.